You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 089. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 89. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? I'm doing well. Got your pillow fort? Got my pillow fort, got my mic ready. Got a mic check one too. Got my mic checked. Got some hot mics here. It's uh yeah, we're just warming them up. Warming up those mics. Yes, it's right. been a minute since we've done a pod. It has. It has. We're because ready. You guys don't know our like stealthy background secrets. We actually record in advance sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> we're behind the scenes there, you know. So you know how we are. We like to be pretty transparent, and we have such a high production value here anyway. <laughs> um, but Mr. Smith's been ill, and yeah. so last week I was like, let's just let's just not even. Yeah, you didn't want to hear my snotty voice anyway. Although I do get a lot of junkies comment about how sexy your voice is. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that low bass tone. Yeah. Well, you guys, even like in, in the recording software that I use for the podcast, he sometimes... His, voice is so low it doesn't even like register on on the oh on the screen yeah like mine is always i don't even know how to explain it but (laughs) okay then don't (laughs) all right (laughs) so welcome to the show on that note hello junkies Um, back to you hey everybody so excited to be here with you guys and there's there's a couple of really awesome things that i want to let you know about before we dive into to everything before we let mr smith do his his pretty amazing segment. Yeah. Which we're, we're actually thinking about maybe switching it we up We might a even bit. switch it up again. You, you never know. I mean, we really live on the edge. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get, except you pretty much do. Um, <laughs> so I, I have been doing lots of new stuff with Joy Junkie and changing up. Uh, a lot of my focus and who I'm working with and the message of the company and all of those things. And what's involved in that is I'm actually redoing my free uh, subscriber gift that I have on my site and commonly referred to as an opt-in if you're into uh, the online business. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So basically it is to give people a taste of my work and what I do totally free in exchange for their email and then we can stay in contact and, and share cool things. So anyway, what that means for you is that's going to be coming out very, very shortly. I'm hoping by the next pod it'll be around. Mm. But what that means is that my current freebie that's up right now, which is fairly robust, it's a digital life and love kit and it has a an, an hour-long class that's specifically like life stuff um i think it's called badass something or i can't even remember i'm Hmm. really selling it really well yeah (laughs) anyway it's fucking free i shouldn't really have to sell it that well right um but yeah so it's a whole life and love kit there's a there's a ebook a relationship ebook and i'm getting rid of all of that so it's no longer going to be available so if you want that 
go get it now because I'm so not going to be up for people emailing me like, oh, I missed it. Can I please get it? No. So go to the site, thejoyjunkie.com. You'll see it a ton of different places. It's just called the Digital Life and Love Kit. Um, and just get it now while you can because the next one that's coming out, oh my God, I'm so excited about it. I just finished writing it. It's at the copywriters right now or the copy editor. What is it? Rather, it's called... Um, Okay, should I, should I say what it is called? Should you? Okay, yeah, I'm going to do it because I'm really excited about it. All right, it. what's it called? It's called How to Stand Up for Yourself Without Being a Dick. Oh, yeah. That's Nine right. challenges, proven challenges that I've seen work over and over and again um, to radically increase your self-love and self-confidence. Nice. Which actually ties really well into our topic for today, which is how to stand the fuck up for yourself. How to stand up for yourself. So we're going to jump into that. Uh, but before we do, we've got to do a nice little segment with Mr. Smith. So. Would you rather? Yeah. All right. It's all well, you, baby. I would rather. I don't know about you, but uh, this one is um, a little more life coachy. Mm. And it's would you rather have. All of your sex life and intimate life out in public and on display? Or would you rather you, your finances, everything about your finances, out for everyone to see? Fuck. Um. So, love life made public in detail or finances made public in detail? I, I think for me, I would I would much rather my love life be in detail. Well, your love life is already out there, kind of. <laughs> I know. It's pretty... You know? It's pretty... I mean, gosh. we don't talk about what we do in bed, which would be part of it, but... Yeah. Like, all of our, like, ins and outs of our relationship are pretty much what you've built a lot of your programs on, so it's already out there. It's already out there. I... Yeah, um, but that's still pretty fucking vulnerable. You know, it's, it's absolutely vulnerable. But I would be, uh, yeah, I think I'd much rather have that. I've been pretty forthright, like in my own inner circles about financial stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I really don't want public access. To yeah, it. no, that feels yeah. weird to me. I think what you know. You, I, I'm kind of the other way around. I feel like I don't want. I don't care what people think of my finances. Like, yeah. I'd rather have my my personal life held in a little bit more reverency. Yeah, I know. I see. Yeah, you're definitely more like that than me. Yeah. Um, I think I'm triggered around financial stuff. Like, because we've both learned so many huge lessons just this particular year. And so I'm still working through my own issues around it. Yeah. So... But I do feel like I've made some monumental strides and seeing maybe we'll do an episode on that. Just shit that I've uncovered from my childhood and how that has permeated my view around money and um, how not even about you, just how uh, how childhood or how we were raised to make changes our financial view. Totally. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. It's a little good. Harv Ecker up in here. A little Harv Ecker. I'm not. I definitely the the thing that I get weird about is I don't feel like an authority or like a master in sure. that arena. Yeah, I feel pretty fucking good about 
my friendships, my marriage, yeah. my sex life, my, you know, there's a lot of areas I feel like I've got it on lock and that's one that I'm still kind of navigating. So yeah. I, I, with that, it comes like, you can see it once I've surmounted it. <laughs> once I, once I'm done. Well, it wouldn't even be talking about being an authority on it. It would just be talking about it in general. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd still go with the romance life. Yeah. 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 All right. But like, yeah, like it would be, maybe it would skyrocket us to superstardom because we'd have like a sex tape or some shit <laughs> it, all exposed. And <laughs> a girl can dream. Oh, Kimye? <laughs> a girl can dream. Oh, not Kimye. What was the Yeah, that name? is. No, but the other oh, it, Ray, J. Ray J. It was J. Kim and Ray, right. J. Ray J. Oh, God. Where's the show gone? Okay. Uh, or, I'm judging. I'm judging. Don't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about how to stand the fuck up for yourself. Yeah. How about that? Let's do that. Because that's something I feel like. I, you know what? It, it's interesting. I did have a situation recently where I was like, ooh, I could have flexed this muscle a little better. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but I want to say that because a lot of things in personal development, we think we've heard it before or we learned a tool and now we should just like magically always stand up for ourselves or we should magically never engage with fear or now that we know about self negative self-talk, we just no longer have it. And it's really not that. It's that now that now you are equipped and now you have tools to better manage these different circumstances and situations that arise for you. Right. So the beauty of it is when you don't stand up for yourself that you can see it instead mm-hmm. of just feeling like you're the a victim. awareness of it all. Right, right, right. All right, so first I want to talk to you about the fallacies around standing up for yourself. The first one is that you are purposely inflicting pain on someone. Mm. So that's what a lot of people will tell me like, well, I don't want to say anything because it's going to hurt them. Right. Yeah, and so they, t- they take on the responsibility of like, I'm actually being malicious. I'm actually doing something purposefully to hurt somebody. Right. And that's like, that's just totally wrong. That's it's the absolute- opposite, really, right? Right. Well, and something that I talk about a lot with my clients in, um, you know, in my personal work with them is I talk a lot about our motivating factors and what are we motivated from. So in that instance, if you are motivated from a place of, or an intention, you know, and all an intention is, is your focus. That's it. So if you are intending to hurt, then that's fucked up, <coughs> right? Like that's, then you should feel bad. Yeah. Because you are purposely trying to mar somebody's life. Yeah, that's pretty much. But up. if your motivation or your intention is one of, I don't know, self-care for you, boundaries, um, love, generosity, whatever it is. Speaking your truth is is about a different intention or a different focus. So, um, uh, so let me give you an example. For instance, I had a a friendship uh, years ago that I I just felt so strongly that this girlfriend of mine wasn't that she was in a relationship that I just could not I couldn't get behind right and. And she would ask me, you know, my thoughts on it and things like that. And I always felt like for me, I was coming from a place of love and I never wanted her to go through some sort of shitty breakup and then be that friend who's like, yeah, I kind of always thought he was exactly. a dick. Exactly. That's or, the worst. 
Like, why didn't you tell me then? Well, you could have fucking said something, right? right? But what do we do? We're afraid. Of, afraid. We're fearful. We're like, oh, I'm going to hurt them if I say the truth. And it's like, it's that wasn't my intention in those moments at all. Like, sometimes the truth hurts. Like, that's the deal, right? So, but it's not that I am intending to hurt her in that moment. So I said it exactly like that. I said, here's how I feel about it. And the reason I want to share this with you is because I don't want to be that friend. And I gave that exact example. If anything were to happen, I don't want you to be like, that's how you felt? You never said anything? Mm-hmm. I, I, You deserve more than that from me as a friend, right? So, so I told her, these are my thoughts, blah, 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 blah. Spelled it out. Here's where I think like you could stretch, you could grow, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was great. She was really receptive and, and great about it. And I also said... I'm up for telling you this one time and then being done. So if you decide to completely like stay in this relationship and work on it, like I will be behind you. What you don't deserve is me to harp on you over and over again and be like, I told you he was a dick. I told you that was the behavior. Blah, 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 blah. So that that was for me. It was standing in self-care for me because I really cared about being a specific type of friend. It was also coming from a place of love that I loved her. None of it was about hurt. None of it was about, you know, let me inflict pain on this person. Right? Right. So, and so that's just one simple instance where we don't stand up for ourselves, where we don't speak our truth because we are so afraid that there might be hurt involved. Now, that's... That's a little different because it's a more of an intimate friendship. And but that one backfired on you, didn't it? Not that one. That oh, one. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's actually a, an interesting a thing to bring up. So with that one, they ended up breaking up and, you know, she was like, great. Thank, thank you so much for the insight. And, you know, she's been, hasn't been happier. Um, another friend of mine, it, this was, this is actually a really good point in standing up for yourself. I... Like, it was so incredibly painful for me to see her in this relationship. Same scenario. Basically, same scenario. Where I felt that the relationship she was was in was was really not in service of her. And she didn't feel that way. And that is completely hers to feel, right? Yeah. So, ultimately, after kind of expressing ourselves and, you know, really taking a stand for things, I think the ultimate conclusion was that in order for us to stay friends both of us would have had to really sacrifice a huge piece and it was more important for each of us to maintain our own dignity other things were more important than the friendship and that's just kind of how how it dissolved so for her it was way more important to her to have this this relationship and I don't blame her at all. I just didn't see it that way. Like if it was you, I would fight just, I'd be like, sorry, Mr. Smith's it. I'm done. So she had to really, really honor that for herself. Um, but then for me, I could viscerally not even be around it. Like it was so painful for me to even like see and witness. And so it was about honoring myself. I was Mm -hmm. like, it was like being around, um, this is it's not nearly this extreme but if you were around somebody who chose to be an addict or chose to beat their kids or chose behaviors that you couldn't support 
just because you've been friends forever doesn't mean you have to like stick by their shitty ass behavior. So for me, it was like, I'm sorry, I can't subject myself to that. Are you laughing at me twisting? Yeah, I'm twisting. into it. I've been twisting cords a lot lately. Yeah, I'm twisting my mic cord right now, Mr. <laughs> Smith. I'll distract. I've been making them into little curly feverishly. Cues. Do you see I, this other one? I made into total curly cues over there. Feverishly. Anyway. Anyway. Anxiety. Sorry. In fact, that's another. I don't let me forget. I want to do a pot on anxiety. Okay. So that was a situation where it was more important to me to stand behind my personal truth and how painful it was for me to be in that environment and pretend like I could support her. Yeah. It just felt so wrong. Um, and so then the friendship dissolved. Yeah. And it was okay. And, and it was ridiculously adult. And I totally wish her well. And it, if... And I agree. Like, she had to take a stand for her shit just as much as I did. And yeah. she absolutely deserved to. Um, but the point is, is that neither one of us were trying to purposely hurt the other. We right. were just genuinely trying to stand up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's casualties. So, like, if you need to stand up for, like, your sexual well-being and you need to say something to your husband or you need to say something to your wife about it and you know that it might hurt to hear that might happen but it there is a cost right the cost is you never have a fulfilling sex life you never honor your own sexuality you don't honor your own needs you stifle your own voice you make his needs or her needs more important than yours you cater to their i mean so so understand that when you use that as an excuse there's a massive cost a massive cost one of the other huge fallacies is that and this is a perfect example too, or a perfect um, comment about this too, is that that we somehow, if we speak our truth, we need to be a dick or a bitch or we need to be rude or biting. Like, like it has to have uh, more passion behind it or something. Or like you're just going to be mean. Like you're going to be like, listen, you're not the best in bed. You know? like Oh, I don't think you, I don't think people think that. Oh, I do. Really? All the time I hear that. Really? Yes. If I speak my truth, then I'm being a bitch. All the time. Right, but I don't. Th- I don't think that speaking your truth um, and being a bitch equals saying it the way you said it. I, I, I think. It, I think it's more that people aren't saying like, "Well, you're not the best in bed." Like that's not the way they're coming across. That may be in their head how they're coming across, but they might be saying it in a nicer way. But they still feel like a bitch saying it, not saying it like a bitch. Oh, 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 right. I see what you say. They make saying, it up about themselves. Right, right. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Like, if I do that, I'm a bitch. Right. I'm a dick. Um, and then I think we also see people who who throw fits and, and, and behave really awfully to That's get true. their way, to get things that they need. Um, I've heard plenty of people tell me examples like, man, I wish I could be like my sister-in-law, man. She doesn't take shit. And she's just like, fuck, nope, you're going to have to do that. Go change this. And I'm like, that's not an admirable way to behave. Right. So let's untangle that. That is a fallacy. You don't have to be a bitch. You don't even have to feel like one. That's on you, dude. So, So let's talk about how to actually do it. Well, the first piece is to is to have awareness around the situation. So whether it's with your spouse or your boss at work or uh, your kid's teacher or whatever, is to put some awareness around, oh, 
right there, I really catered to their feelings or I really felt something differently. I felt very strongly about this work initiative or I felt really strongly about what we should do with the children and I didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's hindsight. It's just, you know, and like I said, I had a situation like that too where I later on was like, that really bothered me. I'm going to do that differently next time. Right. I wish I wouldn't have just said yes and allowed that to happen. Hmm. So the second part is a is a little bit more is a little more depth. A little bit a little bit of something for you to dig into personally. So in that particular situation, whether it's, you know, the boss, the spouse, whoever, when you think about saying exactly how you feel about a given circumstance or situation, and you get scared and you're like, oh, uh, what's that fear really about? What are you actually afraid of? And is it really valid in stopping you? So, valid in stopping you meaning like? Stopping you is telling them what's up. Okay. So um, let's take an example of telling your spouse like you want sex more frequently and you think it's going to hurt them. Right. Right. And that's what's stopping you. So you start looking and you go, oh, God, what am I afraid? I'm really afraid to tell them because I I have made up that I am purposely hurting them because remember, you are not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm afraid of seeing them hurt. I don't want them hurt. And is it a valid excuse to stop you from speaking up? It's a valid thing to feel because we're conditioned that we are responsible for other people's feelings and emotions, for sure. Right. It's not valid in stopping you from speaking your truth. And remember, you can, I always say this, you can do it with kindness and grace. You can come to your partner from a total place of love, um, passion, excitement for your marriage, um, dedication and commitment to your marriage, love for them, and say, gosh, I realize that, you know, this thing that I really want for us, it, you would never know because I don't tell you and that's not mm, fair, you yeah. know, and I, I just really want to share with you some stuff that's on my heart and I hope you, I really hope you can hear me and I want you to know how much I love you. Do you know what I mean? Like you can deliver your truth in a package that is really kind. Yeah. So if you, if you put all that preface on it, I don't know. Doesn't that change what the, how they respond to you, though? Like, I mean, n- not necessarily Hopefully. in a good way. Like, they can use it as, oh, well, she's coming to me with something, so I can be negative about it. Well, again, it, that's not really your responsibility. Not yours, yeah. Right. That's so right. your responsibility is to speak your truth and to do it with kindness and grace. Right. Like, to actually be kind. <coughs> So, okay, let me just say this. Speaking your truth is not about purposely hurting others. It is about intentionally caring for yourself. It's an intentional, self-loving thing that we can do for ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about, okay, you know, like your friend is naming their baby a fucked up name and you are like, I really need to tell them that's a fucked up name. Or <laughs> your best friend got like a horrible haircut and you hate it and they're stoked. I'm not, that's not speaking your truth, right? That's not, what I, that's not what I'm talking about. 
if they ask you for your opinion, then yes, it's your responsibility to tell the truth and to do it with kindness and grace. But you don't have to snap your fingers and flip your hair, right? Right, exactly. But I'm talking about speaking your truth when your silence is compromising something for you. It's compromising something in your life. Gotcha. Um, at a deep level. Like it's costing you your integrity, your well-being. It's stepping on a core value or a dignity or your thoughts on ethics or honesty or something that is of great value to something you. Big, yeah. Um, another example would be, you know, going to church with my mom. That is, that would be a severe disservice to who, to my spirit, right? I don't have to be a dick and I've totally declined nicely. And just been like, thank you so much for thinking of me, but um, I'm going to need to politely decline. And I don't need to go off about why I think it's wrong and why I think, you know, her way of believing is not acceptable for me. I don't need to do any of that. Yeah. I just need to stand up for me. That's it. And do it in a way that I'm proud of myself. All right. So you're gathering awareness around where you need to show, stand up for yourself. You're looking at what am I actually afraid of and is that even valid to stop me? Um and then the third thing is, what do I need to give voice to to be proud of myself? Hmm. So that's another great way to look at it because if it's like they're going to name their baby something stupid or their haircut sucks, telling them that doesn't necessarily make you proud of yourself. Right. However, if a family member keeps telling you to come to church with them and you really don't want to, that's a real, that would make me really proud of myself to say, thank you so much. But I'm going to decline. Right? So what would you need to say? What do you need to give voice to to be proud of yourself? That is standing up for yourself. It's going to your boss and saying like, you know what? I know that you've got some succession planning going and you're looking at so-and-so for this job. And I would really, really like to be considered. And and if you're not in a place to consider me, um, what would you like to see from me over the next quarter? That's the type of behavior that you're like, I'm fucking standing up for myself. myself. I'm proud of myself. Yep. And the fourth thing, and this is perhaps one of the most challenging, is letting go of the outcome. Mm. Is and that is a challenge, yeah. It is the most challenging. Now, it's I'm not telling you not to feel things. So, like, let's say that same example. You go to your boss, you express that you want to be considered for something, whatever. And they're amazing. And it's a great outcome. It's like a gift. It's like sweet, awesome. And you're going to get considered. Now, it could also go a completely different way where they go, who are you? <laughs> right. Uh, the position, what makes you think you could come in here and say that? Like position has been filled and you need to fill out a memo before you come in here or some shit, right? Right. Fill out a memo. The point is you are allowed to feel bummed. You're allowed to feel whatever you feel. That's fine. But recognize that the outcome is not your responsibility. It's a totally different game. Another example, um, when I've auditioned for different theater situations. Right. I, of course, I'm attached to the outcome. Of course, I'm excited because I want, I want the role. I want the role. Exactly. But if I don't get it, it doesn't have to mean that I am destroyed. I'm not worthy. I suck. I should never speak up for myself again. I should never be proud of me. I should never go out. No. It's that I didn't get something that I wanted. I'm bummed. I'm going to cry. And I'm going to feel what I feel. And then I'm going to move the fuck on. Right. 
But the point is, is I am so proud of myself that I actually went and auditioned. Heck yeah. That's important. It doesn't mean you're not going to be sad if you don't get it. So it's the same thing with any other example where you would need to take a stand for yourself. Allow yourself to feel whatever you feel around the outcome, but be really clear about what's your responsibility and what is not. Anything outside of yourself is not your responsibility. It's just not. So, yeah, those are my four things. That's awesome. What are you thinking over there? Um, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge for me to, um, I don't know. It, it's just. Uh, I think I know what you're thinking. What is it? It sounds selfish. Yeah, it does, but. Maybe that's what I'm getting at is it sounds selfish. But at the same time, like there, there's times where I just gloss over things and it doesn't affect anything. Yep. You know, but there's other times where I glossed over things and it actually made me look like guilty by association. Totally. Because I didn't say something. It grouped me into the people that were saying something that I didn't really resonate with. So, right. yeah, so it, it can go both ways, I think. So, okay, so that's a great thing that you just brought up. There's a couple of things I want to touch on, but let's talk about that first. That is that is a perfect example of fighting your battles, right? Right. And I think we talked about this before when we were talking about lying, like <coughs> when to be honest, when not to be honest. Battles, yeah. yeah. And so when I'm talking about standing up for yourself in this particular method is really when it is costing something major to your personal character by not saying something. Mm -hmm. So there's little instances that you can go, okay, no harm, no foul. But if you have an example for me would be if I have a friend, I don't currently have one now, but who was in a really bad relationship. <laughs> I don't have any friends. I mean, right I have now. a lot of friends now, but not any who are in bad <laughs> relationships. But you know, if they kept bitching to me and saying, ah, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I didn't speak up. That'd be really my silence would be indicative of how I do not want to show up as a human. Right. That's a problem. Right. So it's not to say that there might not be little instances here and there where you're like, that is not, I'm not even going to get into that, you know? Right. Um, but I think I shared even in that situation too. I remember when I was doing theater, there was a guy who was sharing, he was like running around showing pictures of um, somebody oh, who was mentally, yeah. you know, mentally, and physically disabled and it was like a joke and laughing and I that if I would have just glossed over that I would not have been proud of Amy right and I was like sorry I don't find that funny please don't bring it near me right you know and I just was like nope unacceptable in my aura <laughs> you know but then there's some stuff that's just not that powerful it's not that serious it's not that heavy that it's like you know what I'm just not even gonna go there yeah but I think each situation is about your own personal discovery and Am I, am I leading them to believe that I am a different human or that I have a different set of values by being silent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make me proud. Yeah. The other thing about selfishness is I personally feel like we need a shit ton more selfishness. And I think the problem is that it is negative, that we make it be this negative thing to actually tend to what you need. And when you look at it, and can it go wrong? Fuck yes, of course. We all know the narcissist or the, you know, the super selfish person who only thinks of themselves. But I'll tell you what, the people who have a problem standing up for themselves aren't 
narcissists aren't people who are, you know, mean and rude and overly self-consumed and conceited and only care about their own good, right? Right. What we do have a shortage of, though, are people thinking that their own voice is important. People thinking their own thoughts, their own emotions, the things they want, the things they desire for their relationships, their friendships, their workplace are valid. Like they, we have a problem with people thinking that their needs are warranted. It brings up, uh, I was reading a, a paper about a philosopher named Osho. Mm-hmm. And I found a kind of perplexing statement that he had. Okay. And maybe you can shed some light on it. This is him. So I'm not saying that when you become selfish, you are not unselfish. No, just the opposite. When you try to be unselfish, you remain deep down selfish. When you become totally selfish, a tremendously beautiful unselfishness happens in your life. Exactly. Mic drop, dude. Yeah? Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I had people, I I put that on Facebook and I had people comment about, oh, you're selfish, blah, blah, blah. And other people, they're like, oh yeah, I can totally see how if you're not, you know, being your true self, then how can other people be true around you? Well, and you know, I gave a speech recently where I was like, be the friend you want to attract. Do you want to attract the person who just appeases you and tells you everything you want to hear? It's like, no, I want somebody who calls me on my shit, who does it with kindness. Right does it with kindness and compassion like that's the thing is truth can be enveloped in anything it can be enveloped in hate and acrimony or it can be enveloped in kindness and grace that's our choice but to think our voice isn't valid is a problem yeah you know um then things just get stuffed down stuffed down stuffed down and more and more and more and i definitely agree it can go wrong i don't believe that's the the common problem Mm, okay you know, well, that's um, good news because when you when you start practicing this, I think that's the biggest fear is that oh shit, this is gonna go wrong. Right. Well, and it's 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 interesting because it's like if somebody told me if I invited, let's say I invited them to go somewhere, or um, I asked them to be a part of a program or a process that I needed, you know, attendees or some whatever. I asked something of somebody, and they said, you know what, I'm so honored to be asked. But um, but it's actually not something that's really in alignment with where I want to be right now. And I've got other things that, I, I, that really take precedence right now. I don't go, hey, you fucking selfish bastard. I go, how <laughs> inspiring that you can take a stand for yourself. Right? Yeah. So anyway, food for thought. How to stand the fuck up for yourself. Get some awareness around it. Look at what you're actually really afraid of. And is that valid in stopping you? What do you need to give voice to to really be proud of yourself? And try to get less attached or let go of the outcome. And still allow yourself to feel what you feel around it. But know what is your responsibility and what's not. So I think that's about it for today. You guys, if you... um, Again, I'm I'm never above begging for iTunes reviews. And I, yes, that means you, the person who's been thinking about it and you. has not been doing it. You listening. Yes, you, you fucking junkie. <laughs> Go tell everyone how amazing this show is. So what kind of a junkie you are. <laughs> um, we've got some really fun stuff coming up too. Maybe some live stuff. We'll talk to you about it later. Oh, yeah? A little tease, just a little tease. And if you want to still get that digital life and love kit, go now to thejoyjunkie.com and get it before it's gone. Totally free. Just ask for it with your email. And um, I think that's about it. Any other thoughts? Thanks for sharing that quote. That's great. Thank you. 
I love how you pretend to disagree with me just for and then you bust out some shit like that i'm like uh-huh, uh-huh. well uh i have to play a little bit of devil's advocate here don't i yes you do you do a great job gotta test you it's only if i'm really cranky that i get like <laughs> but um but i'm i'm having some whiskey and i'm good and there I'm, you go <laughs> there you go i love See, you i don't want to pick my battle you're the best <laughs> yeah, you know when to gloss over and when to stand up for yourself that's, that's right that's true <laughs> all right guys so here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith ouch <laughs>